passing the months, I've been evaluating my life and just realizing that you know, I've been traveling more than I'm used to traveling. And I, and I truly believe that God is wanting for me to see that the heart does grow fonder when you're away. And so when I see you all, I, I'm truly excited and I'm truly blessed to be in your presence. And I'm truly blessed to be seen by you all. When I'm not around you all, and if it's a Sunday and I'm working, I'm looking at the clock. I wonder what songs they sing. I wonder what scriptures they read. That's truly where I am because it truly is an honor and a privilege to be here in this place on the day. And we have to understand that it is a privilege that we're all able to be here and understand what was given for us to be here. So, again, it truly is a, a blessing and a pleasure to be here. Uh, Brother Jackson gave a message this morning, and he said he was going to be five minutes because he was making way for a dynamic speaker. I want to manage your expectations a little bit. I appreciate the kind words, brother, but I just want to manage your expectations a little bit. But also I do want to say that uh, in John it says, I must decrease for him to increase. So I want to make sure that I, I communicate that everything that is said, everything that is done here today is done for the glorification of God. Not for myself, but for God. And, every, and that's an opportunity that I don't take lightly. I, I understand the responsibility that it is to be standing before you handling the word of God. So I'm just thankful for the opportunity given to me by the leadership, the elders, uh, giving me this opportunity. And again, as I said, I don't take it lightly. Um, uh, Brother Jackson also said this morning, about he knows the Holy Spirit is in this congregation. And I, and I concur, not that that means a whole lot, but I do concur because just this morning listening to his message, I, 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 got, I got to shuffling through my notes and said, man, hold on, you know, I really could have given you my notes. <laughs> I got to shuffling, and I said, well, oh, all right. And then just the health beat on the grove, uh, some of the points about stress, uh, and, it, and it just communicated to the point that I hope to communicate to you all uh, on this morning and just helping us to understand that this lesson came from a place of folks going through something it came from the fact that I'm going through something so I just want to make sure that we understand that we're here because we're supposed to be here we're here because we need to be here we're here because God has given us one another to be encouraged by his word and by one another uh, also with that said uh, remember to keep brother man in prayer uh, keep the leadership in prayer uh, pray for him for his health as he's taking this much needed sabbatical uh, pray for him pray for his family continue to stand behind him and as members continue to step up and we continue to serve and just show what this congregation is truly about so now as we get into our lesson y'all bear with me this morning um, I'm going to give a context based on our Monday night lesson now I'm not going to get that deep into it, but I want to make sure that I give you all some context as to where we want to be this morning. So Monday nights we've been studying the three parts of man, right? Body, soul, and spirit. And that gives us, we give our scriptural background in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Now, again, as I said, I won't go that deep this morning, but what I do want to communicate to you is some concepts that come from that. Now, if you're interested in that particular study, Monday nights are always available. Amen. Always available. But we won't get that deep, but I will give a concept. So y'all bear with me this morning as I work through it. Uh, so again, it comes from, that study comes from just understanding that we need to realize how we're made. God created us, and God wants us to love him in a particular way. Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine what? All thy might. He wants us to love him completely. So the study comes from a place of how can we love God completely if we don't know how we're made? So what we're doing on Monday nights is we're simply deconstructing who we are, putting ourselves back together to ensure that there's nothing within us that is preventing us from loving God completely. So that study comes from a place of love. So now, we're not going to get that deep this morning, but we're going to give a concept from that study. So now Jesus echoes these sentiments in his teaching. And in Mark chapter 12, he also adds the mind. And we'll see how that plays out as we continue on in this morning. So in our study on Monday nights, we just started studying and compartmentalizing the soul. All right, we're dealing with the soul now. Uh, Brother, Brother Jackson, I told him I was giving him a hard time. Brother Jackson gave a message this morning that penetrated my soul. Yeah. It penetrated my soul. And so this morning what we're going to do is we're going to continue to try to penetrate our soul because that's where we're going through it. That's where our emotions are. That's where our feelings are. That's where we struggle, y'all. We're struggling in our soul. Right? So now this morning we're going to address that and we're going to hopefully, my intent is for somebody to get help this morning. Because I didn't got help from it. And that's why we're here. We're here to help one another and understand that the word of God is true. And it'll help you if you allow it to help you. So, again, we're going to deal with it. Again, going back to that soul, our minds there, personality, feelings, emotions, all those things. And what we're going to do this morning is we're all going to, and I, listen, you all, you know, I like to give my phrase, you know, we got to be honest. All right. This morning, we're going to check and see 
if we are allowing ourselves to be stuck in our feelings. Okay? So very simply, that's all we're going to do this morning. So our lesson will come from 1 Samuel 24. Right? And we're going to look at David. So now what we're going to look at is don't make a permanent decision for temporary emotion. Right? And as I said, we're going to make sure that this morning we're not in our feelings. So most of y'all should be used to me by now. I said the lesson text is going to come from 1 Samuel 24. But we got to get there. Right? So y'all bear with me So, Because we're going to get there this morning But I want to make sure that we, as we get there We get what God has given to us for our learning Alright So now, we'll start in Chapter 8, let me turn my device on There we go Alright So we'll start in 1 Samuel We'll begin at around chapter 8 right? And again, I'm going to summarily get through it Because this ain't the lesson But I want to make sure that when we get to it We have the full context so now, chapter 8, Samuel made his son judges over Israel. And so Samuel had, some, Samuel had some wayward boys. He had Joel and Abiah. Now, those boys didn't do what they were supposed to do. They had a head knowledge of what they were supposed to do, but they didn't have a heart knowledge. They didn't truly obey the ways of God. So what happened is they allowed all kinds of things to happen. They were a bribery. Uh, they, they, were, they had a thing for money, and they allowed money to become the downfall of who they were in the way that they governed Israel. They were judges of Israel, so understand that. And also what they did was they perverted judgment. When there's something else taking you away from how you're supposed to love God, what's happening is your love is perverted. Right? Remember I told you all, we have to understand how we're made because we have to truly understand how God wants to be loved. And that is completely by with everything that we have. And if there's something in there that's taking us away from that love, we're perverting our love. So now we're going to continue on. So now the elders of Israel say, listen, 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 we don't have time for that. We don't have time for them to come in doing the things because we see it. We see it. Those boys are supposed to be judging Israel, and they are out here doing whatever it is that they want to do, enjoying the fruits of their particular labor. That is according to the flesh. So now, as we continue on, the elders said, listen, we need a king. We, ain't, we don't have time for that. So now, Samuel took offense to that. Y'all remember Samuel took offense to that? And remember you all, this is not the lesson. We're going to get to 1 Samuel 24, but we got to get there. So Samuel took offense to that. And so God told Samuel, said, listen, in uh, ch uh, chapter 8, 7 and 8, he said, listen, don't think that they're rejecting you. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Because understand, God was the ruler of that nation. God was the king. That was his sovereign nation. That was his people. But the people said, listen, we want a king. Because all these other nations, they got a king. They're being ruled by kings. There's some order. There's some seemed order in what they have going on. So what happened is they were emotionally triggered and made a decision based on a temporary emotion. So now that permanent decision, as we see, will affect Israel. Later on down the line, we'll, we'll see that. So now, who did they choose? They chose Saul. We'll move on to chapter 9. And again, we're going to just summarily get through this to get to our lesson. Saul was chosen. Right, so now we've got to understand who Saul was, first of all. So Saul, 1 Samuel 9 and 2 says, And he had his son, whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. So in my mind, when I, I think of Saul in this moment, I like to describe it in this way if we can. He was, he was tall, dark, and handsome, one would think. You know, he, he was tall, dark, and handsome. And in my think about it, I'd like to think about it. You know, he had the manicured nails. He had that, had that long hair. He could step and he was tall. So when you see that, oh man, you are what? Emotionally triggered because now you're going to make a decision, a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. So when Saul was seen and he looked good, listen y'all, listen, Saul looked good. And he's describing the word of God as looking good, having that tall stature, those broad shoulders. Oh man, yeah, that's, that's the king that we want. But again, making a decision based on a temporary emotion. Yeah. We'll get there. So Saul ended up being something completely different than what they thought. Right? So Saul had his flaws. Saul had his flaws. How many of us have made a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion? When we made that decision, said, man, I can't believe I did that. But guess what? Now you're stuck with the decision that you have made. Now you have to deal with that. So again, temporary emotion, permanent decision will lead you in the wrong direction. Huh? My, wife, my wife sometimes, she'll tell me she'll get on to me because I like, I like uh, in my mind, I call myself, I like to eat a lot sometimes. So my wife would say, you ate with your eyes, didn't you? 
you know, and I, and I can't stand when she tells me that because what she's saying to me, listen, you, somebody laughing back there, brother. So you ate with your eyes because what I did was it looked so good to me. I wanted so much of it, but I knew I, I had no business eating the way that I did. I had no business doing that. And she'll fuss at me. She will. And I say, you know what? All right, you're right. And I go on about my business. But just understanding the things that we see trigger us in our emotions, which is where, in our soul. We're triggered by those things. So now what we do is we make a decision based on those feelings. And understand that this lesson came from a place because, again, as I said earlier, this is where we are, you all. We are in our souls, in our feelings, dealing with things. Somebody here today is dealing with a situation. Somebody's in a relationship that they're dealing with. Someone is in, at, at their job. They are being uh, mistreated at their job. Somebody is dealing with, uh, Brother Jackson mentioned financially. Somebody is going through it. There are things that we're going through are we, and we are stuck in our feelings and our feelings are attached to our will which is in our soul which is the decision making process. So when we make a decision based on a temporary emotion we'll see that we didn't give God an opportunity to do what he does for us in our lives. Amen. So now, we'll continue on. That ain't the lesson, y'all. We're going to keep rolling. <laughs> All right, so now, so now we see that Saul had his flaws. In 1 Samuel 15 and 10, very quickly. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Saul, and he cried unto the Lord all night. Remember when I told y'all? Well, sometimes we make a permanent decision based on a temporary motion. Now Saul is crying out. How many times have we cried out? Because of a decision that we made by not waiting on the Lord. So now we see Saul. We're seeing him. His his true character is now coming out. So God said, he sent Samuel and said, listen, man, go go and get a king, man. This time we're going to get it right. This time we're going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And and the world is going to know that this is the king of Israel. So now he went out. So now enter David. Now we not now enter David, right? Now we understand who David was. We we're not gonna go down that hole. But so in chapter 16, the spirit of the Lord left Saul, right? And in that moment, David was being anointed. So now the spirit, David. So now we got the anointing now, right? So Saul is who he is now, right? But David is now the anointed king. We know that David is going to be king, but you still got Saul sitting in the position, right? Yeah. But David is the king but again as I said Saul is sitting in the position so now we're going to work through that so now we're going to see how that begins to build for us so now in the spirit of the Lord leaving Saul there was an evil spirit that came on to Saul right and in that evil spirit he was tortured in his soul his feelings now were affected he was he was melancholy he was suffering bouts of depression anger jealousy that's in the soul you all some of us are suffering from melancholiness anger Jealousy, right? Yeah. So now we've got to understand it, ensure that we are not stuck in our feelings and the decisions that we make are not based on those temporary emotions that God will move us through. So now, and this is, this is what's so, so ironic about it. So David, right, the relationship between David and Saul. So Saul had this affliction he had going on. He was tormented in his soul, if we could say that. So Saul, David had the ability to play the harp. So David would come in and say, hey, listen, whoa. He'll play the harp for him and calm him down. Soothe his soul, if you will. All right? How many of us have heard a good song? We, we could be going through something yeah. and hear a song that soothes us our souls. Yeah. Man, you know what? That did it right there. Yeah. That did it. There could be a song. When we come in here today, some of us are going through it. Monday through Saturday, when we come in here, a song is saying that soothes our soul. Yeah. Right? That's what David was doing for Saul. Yeah. But again, that's, the, that's how the relationship began. And we'll continue to see how it deteriorates. And again, we'll get to 1 Samuel 24. So now, Saul had a son, Jonathan. David and Jonathan had a relationship. They had a bond. That is a, listen, that is a bond. Right? When I think about my brothers and sisters in Christ, that is the bond that I think of. David and Jonathan, those were true blues. If you had a best friend, he was better than that. Understand that that's the relationship that they had. There was a genuine love there for them. And understand that that was Saul's son. So now 1 Samuel 18 gives us that relationship. And now this is where it began. Again, remember I told you all that jealousy? Uh, Saul was in his feelings. He was, he was wrapped up in his feelings, caught up in that soul, soul wandering, if you will. So now 1 Samuel 18, verse 6, very quickly. And it came to pass as they came, when David was t- returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with, with tab- tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. Verse 7, and the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Now, David didn't ask for that. All David did was what was asked of him. 
to be a loyal soldier and go out and serve the king. All David was doing was the right thing. Sometimes all we are doing, all we're trying to do is just do the right thing. But there is always something or someone continuously looking for a way. When we close our eyes, all we can think about is that thing continuously bothering us in our soul. And we are just trying to do the right thing. Listen, you all, we'll get there. Verse 8, and Saul, listen you all, Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him. Now he, wait, whoa, now wait a minute now. I'm the king. What you mean? You're not going to give me any more credit than what you've given me? In my feelings, you all. This, and he said, they have ascribed unto David 10,000 and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? What else you going to give him? The kingdom? Understanding. He was just sitting in the position. Because David was the anointed king. Yeah. But again, we have to get, we'll get there. Saul was in his feelings. A lot of times we're stuck in a particular place and the decisions that we make are indicative of where we are in our feelings. Yeah. Do we have the ability to truly trust God and allow him to work it out for us or do we rush to our own defense to get out of a situation because we don't like how it feels? Yeah. Continuing on, 1 Samuel 18. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. And this is continuing. And Saul became David's enemy continuing. This is still chapter 18. Now, Saul is like, listen, I got a problem with you. There are some people in the world, we have done nothing to them, but just by being followers and disciples of Christ, we'll say, I've got a problem with you. I've got a problem with you. Now I'm going to afflict you. I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to try and torture you in your soul. Listen, you all, that affects us generationally. There are things that we have seen our parents go through that are bothering us. There are things that our grandparents have gone through that are still afflicting us in our souls. And all we're trying to do is do the right thing. Do we have the ability to base our decisions on God or the temporary emotion that is afflicting us in our souls? Continuing on. So now, during this whole time, Saul Saul has this plan. Saul said, I'm going to kill David. I'm going to kill him. I don't have time for this. I'm going to kill him. Saul, so Saul planned to kill David, but the bond between Jonathan and David was so strong that he had people looking out for him. God's providence provided for David because he had people looking out for him. He had people looking out for him. J- Jonathan would say, listen, man, my dad, hey, my dad lost his mind. Listen, but I got you. You are my, you my boy, and I love you. Y'all, y'all let that sink in because we're going to come back to that. So in the wilderness, he's on the run now. So now I would like for you all to, if you can, put yourselves in the wilderness and on the run. And I'm not talking about physically in the wilderness, but whatever it is in your life that you're dealing with, put yourself in the wilderness on the run. Imagine how you feel. Imagine the things that are having you, the emotions that are attached to you that are triggering you now. You're on the run. You're being pursued. Listen, why can't these folks at my job just leave me alone and let me do my job? When I come home, why is it that my wife always has something to say? Why is it that my parents don't understand where I'm coming from? Why is it that my kids won't just listen to what I'm trying to tell them because I ain't trying to hurt them? Why is it that I cannot catch a break? I'm in the wilderness on the run. And now I'm in my feelings. Imagine how that makes us feel. And And I need some honest folks because I need for you to take a second and realize how you feel. How you felt before you got here. How you felt yesterday, how you felt on Monday morning. Take that and understand it because you are in your feelings. Whether you choose to admit it or not. And the decisions that we make must be based on the will and the intent of God as opposed to our temporary emotions. Continuing on in the wilderness. That's David, you all. So now again, God looked out for David. The providence of God was there. And, And this whole time, we haven't heard David do any complaining. Now, he, now he's, been, he's been tormented. He's been in the wilderness. He's on the run. And he understands, listen, I'm on the run. I got to keep moving. I have to keep moving. But we, didn't, we don't really see David complaining. David is just out here trying to survive. Some of us are just trying to survive, you all. From the time that we wake up, we are just trying to survive. That's all we're doing. But understand, if we but trust in God and don't trust our feelings and stay in a place stuck in our feelings. I like to look at, I look, I like to look at Israel wandering in the wilderness. I like this example. Israel in the wilderness had just been freed from bondage, but they were stuck in the wilderness for 40 years because they couldn't get past those feelings that they were still attached to. Listen, we could have stayed in bondage for all this because they were stuck in their feelings for 40 years. Some of us have been in the body for that long and still stuck in our feelings. So again, we've got to understand that it ain't about how we feel. 
right? I ain't saying you don't have feelings. That's not what I'm saying this morning. It's not about how you feel, but it's about God's intent for you and your emotions and your will and your soul should be tied to those decisions, not the ones that make us feel better. Continuing on. Now, so we see David in the wilderness. He's on the run, uh, and, and Saul, is, that's, he, is, he is in a place. He is in a very bad place. He went in and killed some priests that helped David. Listen, he had, and the thing of it is, this is the thing. Sometimes in our lives when we live, it's, we don't have to do anything, but there's always somebody that's just watching us, just, just spending too much time paying attention to us. You had those. <laughs> in my job. There was some, and my wife was in my job. There was someone that I just, why are you paying so much attention to me? Yeah. Like, the things that I do have no effect on you, but you said it paying attention to me. Hey, y'all see what he's doing? That's what, they, that's what Saul, had his, Saul had his folks out there. Hey, y'all, there go David. Yeah. Hey, Saul, there he, there he go. He over there. There go Brother Gerard. Listen, look, you see what he's doing? Nothing but my job. But a lot of times there are people who are looking for something. Listen, I can't catch a break. They're looking for something in my job, and I use myself in my job. I, if I have to travel one more time, <laughs> can, can I catch a break? But understanding, I can't be stuck in my feelings. I have to be wet, patient and wait on God, and we'll see that. And David is going to give us that. All right, you all. First Samuel 24, beginning at verse 1. And it reads, And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that he was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Enjedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheep coats, by the way, where was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet, and David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. Listen, we understand. Now, it was read this morning from the scripture that, that Saul went to relieve himself. Ain't nothing more vulnerable when you're in a position to when you're relieving yourself. And he was in a cave. And now we need to understand the full context of what's happening. It was pitch black in that cave. It was pitch Black, you could see nothing. Once you're in there, you went in there. But what you don't realize is if you've been in there for a while, you can see folks coming in. If I've been sitting and if I'm in this cave looking for shelter, I can see you coming in. You can't see me in there, but I can see you coming in. So now while you done got comfortable, you have pursued, listen you all, you have pursued me. You have tormented me. You have caused problems for me. You have killed folks who've helped me. You lied to me. You promised me your daughter. You didn't do what you said you was going to do. In our job, in our lives, people have lied. Listen, man, our family members will hurt us. There are, peop- there are people in relationships. Listen, you all, we get in relationships sometimes. And, and we, we shit, when we feel like we can trust someone, we'll tell them, we'll tell them things, deep, personal things about us. But don't, don't hurt me now. Because when you hurt me, I'm going to take that thing that you told me, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use it against you because I'm hurt. Right. But understand, David is in this, in this cave now, and he sees, he sees Saul coming in. And if you didn't see him, you know, you got your boy. Hey, look, there you go. Because they know what's been done to him. So now let's, let's, we'll get to it. And the men of David said unto him, Behold the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Listen, you can do what you want to do to him. How many of us? have been in a situation where we have just been in our feelings for the longest time and there's an opportunity that arises for us to go ahead and do what we want to do. I got him on the ropes. All I got to do is just let him know where to get off at. I got him. How hard is it for us to make the right decision? Do we make decisions based on temporary emotions or do we wait on God? And we'll see that. We'll continue to see that. So now, David, and this is the thing about friendships, and we talked about Jonathan and the bomb, and we need to understand what we have with one another as we're here in the body, as a collective body. We have one another. So examine your best friend. Examine who your best friend is and ask yourself, how beneficial is that friend for my spirit and for my soul? Because now you got David. David's boys know what he's been going through. Listen, man, go and get him. He right there. You can do what you want to. How many friends do we have? That say, hey, listen, man, hey, listen, if it was me, this is what I would do. Listen, when I had my situation in my job, there were people around me saying, listen, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you ain't say nothing to them. Listen, you all, as if it was easy. <laughs> as if I didn't feel a particular way about it. I had, to, I had to truly wait and trust on God and allow him to deliver me. Because listen, you all, oh, I was in my feelings. <laughs> but I understood the decision that I made had the ability to affect me and how I represent Christ bearing his name. So now we got to understand those things. So now going back to 1 Samuel 24. 
And it says, then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. Listen now. <laughs> How many of us have done something and made a decision based on an impulse, an emotional impulse, and immediately regretted it? Oh, man, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. Because I let my emotions make the decision as opposed to me waiting on God and making a decision based on where I should be in my feelings. My soul has my will and my will should be the will of who? God the Father. Not the things that I want because I'm in a place of discomfort and I want to get out of it and I don't feel good anymore. Listen, it ain't about your feelings. Get at your feelings. Allow your decisions to be made based on the will of God for your life. Continuing on. And he said, and it came to pass afterward, listen you all, that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. All he did was cut a little piece of his robe off. All he did, so when Saul got up, all he, wait a minute now. David is letting you know, I done been here. I've been here. But in doing that, those are those, in those cartoons where you have that angel and that devil on your shoulders, those are those moments. That's us struggling within our souls. How many of us don't pass the test? How many of us go ahead and say, listen, man, I'm going to do it, man. God will forgive me. I got to get this off my chest. You got to know who I am. I got to let you know that you ain't going to talk to me like that. I need for you to understand that, listen, look, I done, hey, look, I done been in the job for too long for you to come disrespecting me. I deserve more than what I'm getting. You ain't going to talk to me. Coming home in our houses, in the relationships that we have. Listen, hey, hey, girl, I'm the head of this household. You ain't going to talk to me like this. Well, look, listen, I ain't, look, I ain't serving nobody I, I, for wives. Struggling, being in their feelings, not realizing that it ain't about your feelings. It's about the will of God for your life. God will help you in your feelings. God will help you in the things that you're struggling with. You just got to wait on him. Amen. A lot of us, though, don't realize. Again, remember I told you all the three parts of man? A lot of us don't realize how we're made. So what we do is we rely solely on what we're used to doing. Some of us, that's how we used to be. We used to make those split-second decisions based on how we feel. That's what we did. And some of us in the body now, listen, I ain't talking about the word, in the body still make those same decisions. Still make those same decisions. So again, all you have to do is realize that you have to wait on the Lord because don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. So now, and, and he said unto his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto that my master. The Lord's anointed to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. Listen, David, in spite of everything that was done to him. And let me tell you all. Remember I told you all David was playing the harp for Saul? It had got so bad. It had gotten so bad. Saul had such an issue with David. He was so in his feelings about David and the things that David was having the ability to do. He, had, he was playing. He had a javelin in his hand. Listen, you all. Saul took the javelin. In the middle of David playing the harp for him to calm him down and threw it at him. David is playing the harp having to, wait a minute now, hold on. Having to sidestep. Having to sidestep. Understand, I'm trying to help you. And you are still attacking me. Listen, you all, some of us, we, listen, y'all, somebody, somebody know. Listen, we have people in our lives that all we try to do is understand the calling that God has on our life. And we're trying to help them, trying to better them by giving them the word of God. And what they do, they're throwing javelins at us. We are steadily sidestepping. Wait, I'm just trying to help you. Understand what that does to you. And let's be honest about what it does to you, because it does something to you. You feel a particular way. I'm trying to help you. You're going to get mad at me. And now what we do is now we are in our feelings now. Because the only thing we can think about is what we were trying to do. And what we wanted out of that situation. what The outcome that we wanted to happen. And it didn't go our way. So now we're in our feelings. I'm mad now. So now how I deal with you moving forward is based on where I am in my soul. Remember I told you all about Israel wandering. It was an 11 day by the 11 days journey. It took 40 years. Some of us have not let go of some of those things that have been afflicting us for years. Some of our past experiences, we still see the fruits of those experiences. Some of those things that we can't let go how bad we've been hurt. We say, listen, man, it don't bother me, but it does because the things that you do still tell me that you in your feelings about that particular situation because you ain't truly forgiven. You, you can't truly forgive. I don't believe in forgiving. That phrase, forgive, don't forget. Listen, when you forgive, you forget. You let it go because that's what God does for you. Man. That's what he does for you. So when we say, oh, I remember what you did, you're still in your feelings about that situation. Get up out your soul. Get in your spirit and have a relationship with God. Yeah. 
<laughs> so as we continue on. <laughs> so now David is talking to his boys. He said, listen, y'all don't don't. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't make a decision based on the things that we're going through. We've got to understand that that feeling will fade. It'll go away. Listen, now, I ain't, let me be honest with you all. I'm not saying it ain't going to hurt. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying the experiences that we've gone through haven't shaped some of our perspective. I'm not saying that the emotions that are attached to those things that stimulate us, our feelings, they're attached to experiences that they were remembering our past things that have hurt us. I ain't saying it's not going to hurt. But what I am saying is that we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there because when we say we worship in spirit and truth, listen, that requires us to get out of our feelings. Did we know that? Because it's not, we're not worshiping in feeling. We're worshiping in spirit, which requires us to move on past how you feel. So now, to love God completely, we have to understand that there's something that is blocking us in our soul. How can we truly say we love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our might? Somebody will get it. Let's keep rolling. Behold this day that thine eyes have seen not that the Lord had delivered thee to that day into mine hand in the cave. Going down. So now understand, in this whole situation, David has the ability. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine having to see someone who has been trying to kill you? Listen, he's been trying to kill him. He's been pursuing him. He has killed people for helping David. You have caused me some problems in my life. But now I see you, and I know that you, I, I know that there's a calling on my life to be king. I know that. I know that, but it ain't for me to take that into my hands. I'm going to wait on God because he'll deal with you. So what I'm going to do is I understand that you are anointed as king now. I'm going to put myself in a, I'm going to humble myself and realize to you, listen, listen, I don't have any beef with you. I don't have any issues with you, but you are out here trying to destroy me. Right. All I can do is show you how God works in my life. So when people say to you sometimes when you respond the way that you're supposed to respond and people tell you, I don't know, man, if it was you, I couldn't have did that. Listen, it ain't me that did it. Because right. <laughs> listen, if it was up to me, I would have cut more of that road. But I understand that God has a calling on my life and it ain't for me to rush that. It ain't for me to rush it. So now. Verse 11, moreover, my father, see ye, see the skirt of thy robe in my... Listen, look at your, look at your robe. Look at your robe. All you had, imagine seeing David and getting ready to do what he was going to do to David. And David said, wait, hold, 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 wait on. Look at your robe. Look at your robe. And to, for Saul to see his robe and say, wait a minute, what, what is that? I could have killed you. After everything that you've done to me, after all the things that I've gone through, I could have killed you. How many of us have that kind of restraint? How many of us can say, you know what, no, I'm going to wait on God? Or how many of us go ahead and make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion? Now, it ain't, now it ain't just you know, being tormented. Let's do, this, let's do it another way as well. Like A lot of times, like I told you all, Saul, when they saw Saul, Israel entered into that permanent They made a permanent decision based on temporary emotion. A lot of times when we see people, when we enter into relationship with people, like we do it based on a temporary emotion. But when we get into it, now we are crying out. He's like, what did I do? Who is this that I have to deal with for the rest of my life? Because you chose not to wait. Get out of your feelings and realize that the way that we worship is not based on feelings. It is based on a spiritual relationship. That's what John 4, 24 says, worship in spirit and truth. It doesn't mean in my feelings. It means in the spirit. That means I got to get on over my feelings. I got to get out of that. Continuing on. And first, and I'm not, my intent is not to keep you all alone. Moreover, my, again, moreover, my father, see ye, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and killed thee not. I didn't kill you. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor tra- transgression in my hand, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. Listen, you hunting my soul. You were trying to destroy my soul. That's the thing that we're trying to save. You are out here trying to destroy me in my soul. There are some people who would seek to destroy your soul. Yeah. But what do we do when we realize there's a decision to be made in the circumstances that have us in our feelings? What do we do? Do we wait on God or do we make a permanent decision that could cost us everything based on a temporary emotion? So now going down, verse 12. The Lord judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. Listen, that ain't for me. That ain't my call to make. What happens to you? 
it ain't my call to make. A lot of us get so upset. We feel like because there's a sense in our minds. What we do is there's a sense, there's a strong sense of justice in there when we've been when when somebody does us wrong. There's, in our minds, we say, listen, this is the right thing to do because I'm getting justice. You've done me a particular way, but understand that ain't for you. That ain't for you. You now are doing God's job. You're doing God's job. Listen, wait on Him. Those feelings. Listen, I'm not, and I'm not telling you. That it ain't going to be hard. That ain't what I'm saying to you. But what I am saying to you. Think about how hard it was for David. David saw him. Laid himself prostrate and said listen. I don't have any ill will towards you. But you are here trying to take my soul. I'm going to let God deal with you. Sometimes. Imagine if we were in a position. Dealing with people. That seek to destroy us. Imagine if we took the time and said you know what. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to pray to God for you. How many of us take the time to pray to God or we go out and say, listen, I'm going to let you know how I feel as opposed to allowing God to deal with you. How many of us have that self-restraint? How many of us understand that the decision we make based on our feelings can put us in a world of hurt or, or we can choose to glorify God with our decision? Again, our soul, that's that decision-making process. Get out of your feelings. Continuing on. Verse 13, I saith the proverb of the ancients, wickedness proceedeth from the wicked, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. You may do whatever it is that you're going to do to me, but I'm not going to do it to you. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of saying, look, listen, I told you our brother Gerard wasn't what he said he was. Look at him. As soon as he got mad, he went out there and showed his tail. He showed, and, and listen to me, listen, people are waiting for us to make a mistake. People will continue to pursue you, afflict you in your soul. Your family members will try you. Listen, I got members of my family that I know better than to deal with because they, they, they may take me to a place. Yeah. I say, you know what? I'm not going to put myself in that situation because I have to not make a decision based on how I feel. Listen, do we understand that we have to wait on God? Forty years in the wilderness because they couldn't get out of their feelings. Yeah. They couldn't release themselves from those experiences that, they had, that had made them and shaped them. God gave them a new identity. We've been given a new identity, but some of us are still making decisions based on who we were. Amen. Yeah. Verse 14. After whom is the king of Israel come out? After whom dost thou pursue? After a dead dog and a flea. Come on, man. I, leave me alone. All I'm saying to you is I'm, I'm being loyal to you. I've done everything you asked. I haven't been nothing but a loyal soldier. You out here trying to kill me. Some of us. How many of us have said, listen, all I'm trying to do is the right thing. Every day I wake up, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, make, I'm being deliberate in the way that I live my life. But it's always something. Always something. Always someone. And to continuously go through that. Listen, you all, you won't get tired. You'll be weary. Yeah. And when you get tired. That's when the struggle comes within your soul because now you got to deal with your feelings. Because yeah. the strength you had when you were okay, imagine getting beat down. Imagine being in the wilderness on the run, continuously having to hide in caves, waiting, sleeping with one eye open, not realizing that today might be the day he catches me. Yeah. To come and try, again, as I said, he was soothing Saul with the harp. To have a javelin thrown in the middle of me trying to soothe you. How many of us understand that we have to get out of our feelings and allow God to make the decision? Amen. He'll make it for us. Again, moving on. Verse 15. The Lord therefore be judge and judge between me and thee and see and plead my cause and deliver me out of thine hand. Listen, I'm not going to do anything to you because I had my opportunity. Yeah. All I did was cut your road. You see? That lets you know I was here. Yeah. But I still waited on God. Again, and we have to ask ourselves, how many of us didn't have the patience to wait on God and did more than cut the road? Now, there, there are a few points that we got to get out of it and then we're going to be done. So, again, we've made this one and, I, and we've made it waiting on God. Again, David didn't take matters into his own hands. But he was tormented, you all. And I say that because some of us are going through it. Again, this lesson came from a place of me going through it. But again, we have to understand, wait on God. Wait on him because he will deliver us. He will allow us to get past that temporary hurt. Listen, you all, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Allow it to hurt. Allow that to make you stronger because in your weakness, you become more dependent on God's grace and his mercy. But some of us, we can't wait because it hurts too bad. I'm too in my feelings. 
I've never had to deal with this particular pain, this particular experience. I got to get out of it. So now I will find something else that will get me through. I'll make a permanent decision based on an emotion that will move on. How many of us are dealing with the permanency of our decisions now in our lives? Because we couldn't wait on God. Thank God for his grace and his mercy, though. So Psalm 56, 1 through 4, waiting on God. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Understand, this was David. David, David wrote Psalms. David was, was being pursued as he was doing this. David was praising and worshiping, and that's how he waited on God. Because he continued to praise and serve. He didn't stop. Because when we stop, that's the opportunity for the enemy to strike. Because what happened? Saul stopped. Saul stopped, and the opportunity for David arose. We have to continue to be deliberate in how we live our lives. Psalms 56, 1 and 4, uh, verse 2. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Listen, being afraid, that's an emotion. There's a, there's a feeling attached to being afraid, but what must we do? Wait on God. I trust you completely. Because I said I love you, and I made a commitment to you. I'm going to allow that commitment to be fruitful in my life because I'm going to wait on you. Yeah. And God, I will praise his word. And God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Listen, there are some things in this world that have the ability to cause us some damage. Amen. Understand that. But are we more concerned about saving this body or are we more concerned about saving our soul? All right. Do we understand that it's a, you're going to go through it? Being a follower and a disciple of Christ means you're going to go through it. But do you, are you more concerned with trying to protect that body, staying in your feelings rather than strengthening yourself in your spirit where you worship with God? Again, staying in Psalms. This is David. This is how David got through. He waited on God. And as he waited on God, he still praised him. Psalm 56, 9 through 11. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know for God is for me. Listen, I'm going to pray... For my enemies. I know they're trying to destroy me. But I'm going to pray for them because I trust in you enough to know that you're going to handle them. You have my back. So now I tell you, ask yourself about your best friend. How beneficial is your best friend in terms of your soul and your spirit? And God, I will praise his word. And the Lord will I praise his word. Again, praising his word. I will never stop praising him. I will never stop connecting with him, studying Knowing him through his word. That's how we know him through his word. How can we say we have a relationship when we don't know him? All we'll do is if we don't know him is we'll rely on those feelings that's been getting us through. Get out your feelings. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. I'm not worried about what you can do to me. I'm worried about what will happen if I don't make the right decision. I'm worried about what God will do to me. Now tearing on Psalm 59. 16 and 17, he also sang, singing. So li- listen, you all, Brother Dory kept saying, man, y'all sound good. Man, y'all sound good. Listen, some folks in here singing and sounding good, giving it everything that they have because we're going through something. And we realize, listen, we're singing because we want you to know we all going through something. That's why it sounds so good because everybody hurting. <laughs> listen, y'all. <laughs> but I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of the mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defiant defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. That's why. That's why when we sing. That's why it doesn't, we, it, man, we don't care what we sound like. I'm singing because, listen, I'm going through it. And God is getting me through. Because, listen, y'all, I'm in my feelings and I need to get this song out. Because if I don't get this song out, I might say something. <laughs> I might do something to somebody. Because I done been pursued, y'all. I'm in the wilderness. These folk, all I'm trying to do is do the right thing, but these folks throwing javelins at me. I'm steady moving out the way, and I'm trying to help you. So when I sing, I'm singing because I need it. We're here because we need to be. <laughs> so now also, along with waiting on God, I talked about friendship. The relationship between David and Jonathan. That got him through. Imagine... Having a friend that has the ability to know what you're going through. Man, I know you're going through it. Listen, come on, let me, let me provide you with some comfort. I, there are brothers here that I know if I'm going through it, I can call those brothers any time of night. Say, brother, hey, listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm going through it, right? And I can get as detailed as I choose to get 
or I can leave out as many details and they'll be there nonetheless. That's friendship. That's understanding what Christ has given us. I ain't worth listening to you. Listen, I need to tell you this because I'm in a place, I'm in my feelings, and if I don't talk to you, if I don't rely on you, listen, I might do something. I might say something. So so now, and if we don't have, if we don't trust a brother or a sister enough in the body, this is what we get. Hebrews 2, chapter 17 says what? Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That's Christ now. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath, listen y'all. For in he that himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. Listen, he knows what you're going through. So don't ever curl your lip to say nobody understands. I'm in my feelings and nobody understands this pain that I'm going through. Nobody understands the loneliness that I feel. Right? A lot of times being... A lot of times being lonely is what gets us, right? Because we're lonely. We don't think anybody understands. So with that loneliness, those feelings that are attached to that loneliness, we'll make a permanent decision based on that temporary loneliness. And now we are stuck with that decision because we couldn't wait on God to get us out of that situation. Listen, don't ever curl your lip to say nobody understands. If you can't find one person within the body to reach out to and connect with, you always are connected with Christ. That's what he gave to you. So now, that loneliness is what gets us. But again, remembering that Christ is always with us. So what happens is when we enter into relationships a lot of times, and I want to make sure that I communicate this clearly. When we enter into relationships, there's something that we've missed. right? Because a lot of times what we do, we know this ain't the best thing for us. But I feel the particular, listen y'all, it, feel, it makes me feel better. I ain't say it was right. I just said it made me feel better. A lot of times what happens is we should be allowing God to fill that void for us and wait on him. He'll work that out for you. He'll work it out for you. I'm, that's a whole nother thing. I'm going to move on about my business, y'all. So now, also understanding that Psalm 63, I want to go back to Psalm 63 before I get to Romans. Oh God, thou art my, thou, my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Listen, you all, that is David saying, listen, I'm hurting, y'all. I'm hurting. I need you. I desire to be in safety. No one else can give you that kind of safety but God. The things that we choose to do based on how we feel can put us in a place where we have made a decision that affects us for the rest of our lives. But we are to wait on God and understand that he's waiting on us to rely on him. I love the prodigal son because I always think about his father with those open arms. Brother Jackson gave uh, the lesson this morning about the bag filling up the bag and throwing it away and coming back and having another bag open for you. He's waiting on us. Dump your feelings in there and serve me and strengthen your relationship in the spirit because that's where I am. I'm not in your feelings. A lot of times we a lot of times we like to feel through our worship. Listen, that ain't what it says. We have got to understand that we've got to get past that and worship him truly in spirit. Psalm 63, and and Psalms is what got David through, and understanding that that's getting David through. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in my name. My soul, listen you all, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Listen you all, not only am I being tormented in my soul, but if I rely on God, there is joy and peace and gladness in my soul. I'm rejoicing in my soul because I'm waiting on him. Me waiting on him and me seeing him work through my life, that makes me happy. So all those temporary emotions, listen, I'm not worried about that because now I feel good about God being on my side. I feel good about giving him the opportunity to strengthen our relationship, my faith being strengthened in him because I'm exercising some faith, first of all. And now in my soul, I'm joyful. I'm glad. I'm happy because I waited. But again, a lot of us will take a temporary emotion and make a permanent decision because we don't choose to wait on God. So now lastly, David, he let the Lord judge. He didn't make a decision. He didn't go out and say, listen, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. A lot of us, what we do is we do this tit for tat sometimes. Like my kid, like my son, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, he's getting into his little personality and if I say something to him, right, he's not necessarily being disrespectful, but he'll say something back to me, right? He'll say something back to me and I understand But I have to explain to him, listen, 
listen, that's it for you. There's nothing more that you can do. Right? I made the decision. That's what David is saying to God. Listen, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not going to do it. I know that if I do anything to God, I'll be listening. When they say something to me, I ain't going to lie to y'all. When my son says something to me, listen. In my mind, I know he's being a child, but in my mind, boy, you better, boy, I done told you already now. <laughs> you, I know I told you, but what I have to do is I have to wait in that moment as a parent. Yeah. I have to wait on God because there's a particular way that I'm supposed to be a parent. Yeah. That's another lesson. Yeah. So Romans 12, beginning of verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Now listen, you all. In the world that we live in, it is very difficult to live peaceably among men. Listen, if you are a member of the body, first and foremost, it is hard to live peaceably with men because the fact that you are a member of the body, they're on you. Now, let's don't don't add your ethnicity. Don't add your culture. Don't add your generational stuff. Don't add all that extra stuff because now it becomes extra. Because every time I see you on site, boy, I want a piece of you. Because that's where I am now. But let the Lord judge. Understand that it ain't about your feelings. It's about your relationship with God. And that happens in your spirit. So again, verse 18, Romans chapter 12. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Listen, I got it. I got it. Continue to serve. Continue to be example. Continue to make them respect you because they, listen, a lot of times, and I've seen it happen. A lot of times in my life, I have seen people literally look for things to be upset with me about and the only thing that I've done is every time and I'm listen you know, I'm talking about you talking about that biting your lip every time I see him you got to speak and make sure that you handling yourself correctly that I'm talking about that but every time I see him listen I'm not gonna treat you any different even though I know what you did to me yeah. I ain't gonna treat you any different yeah. when you do that man that wears a person down yeah. it gets to it listen man I have seen it wear a person down like they have when they talk to me on the phone you could hear the disdain in their voice like man I can't stand you but I ain't got no reason to not like you because you are doing nothing but showing God in your life so I thank God for his grace and his mercy therefore if I thine enemy hunger feed him listen you all feed him if he thirst give him drink for in doing so thou shalt heap coals on a fire on his head listen have you ever seen that you continuously continuously doing the right thing by this person now they have to reevaluate yourself why am I mad at this person what, I don't even remember what he did to me. What, how, why do I feel this particular way? Because this brother has done nothing but show me kindness. That's what David is showing Saul. Listen, brother, you have tired to kill me, but I will still show you kindness because that's what's in me, because that's what God gave me. So now when we take on his name, we take on that particular part of the personality of God. Kindness, humility, long-suffering. Because those are the things that have been shown to us. So when we struggle with that, we have to question our ability to understand the commitment that we made. So now as I conclude, uh, if, if we ever get to a place where we say, I can't do it. I can't do it. We've already given you David and Saul, and David was being pursued in the wilderness, and, and, and uh, Saul was trying to kill him. But if we ever get to a place where we think that we can't do it, again, when I, if we ever get to a place where we're just so lonely, we just, our feelings are so much. Mark 14, 32. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he saith Jesus, and he saith to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall play. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John, and began to be sore amazed. That means he was, listen, he was frightened, you all. Now, Jesus is dealing with him. And to be very heavy, and saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. Listen, y'all, I need y'all. I need y'all to stay with me and watch, because I'm, listen, what I'm getting ready to have to do is heavy on me. It's heavy. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass for him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. That's it right there, you all. The decision-making process. Jesus' will is so wrapped up in the will of the Father that the emotions that he's going through, he's waiting for them to pass. Because he's praying. Because he understands, listen, I don't necessarily want to do this. But if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to wait on you. How many of us have the ability to wait? Jesus prayed. 
Jesus prayed and that's how he handled it. And if we look, Luke gives us the account where he was sweating, sweating. Father, it said 42, saying, Father, 22, 42, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Listen, if we humble ourselves and get out and get out of our feelings and allow God to strengthen us, he'll get us through. So the decisions that we make after the circumstances, the thing that we go through, we know it's the right decision. Because we waited on God. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as if were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Listen, you all. Jesus was going through it. But he waited on God. So if we ever say, I can't do it. If we ever say, I can't do it. Question yourself. And ask yourself, am I that far in my feelings that I forgot what's been done for me? Did I forgot that Christ gave his life? Imagine if, imagine if Jesus would say, you know what? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Hmm. Imagine if he had done that. Where would we be? Continuing on. And then as I close, John 18, 10. What we see is Jesus still humbling himself enough. Peter, that's what I tell you about your friends. You got to make sure that you examine your friends sometimes. Because Peter was in his feelings. When they came to arrest Jesus, and he, Peter pulled out the sword. Listen, oh, whoa, back up now. That's my boy. Hey, whoa. Some of us will react. But Jesus said, no, that's not how we respond. We can't be in our feelings. We have to understand that it ain't about what we want. It's about what God wants for our lives. So uh, my hope and prayer was that someone today was helped by the lesson and someone was encouraged. Because listen, as I said, we all going through it. All of us at one point, all of us right now are in our feelings. But we have been given a way. We have been given a decision-making process that is tied to God the Father. Understand that that's what we have and understand that in all things that we go through, if we but wait, the decisions that we make, we can know are short. So if you're here today and you have not obeyed the gospel, understand that you've got a decision to make. There's a decision for you to make in your life. You are using all your wills, all the things that you know to do to get out of your situations. God is wanting to make it easy for you. You've heard his word. Trust in his word. Understand, if you need uh, to sit down and go over some scriptures some more, we're more than willing to do that because understand, we want to ensure that your soul is saved. You have the decision to make today because we don't know 30 minutes down the line what's guaranteed, but what we do know is guaranteed that God's word is true and he will save your soul. That's the only guarantee in life. So we have to understand that if you're struggling, if you're dealing with it, understand that God's word is true. Realize that how you've been living your life is not going to get you into that place of safety. You're going to continue to be in your feelings until you allow the Spirit of God to be unto you through Christ. Make that decision. And if you are a member of the body and you're struggling, you've been in your feelings for the past 10, 15 years. You still have some past hurts that are bogging you down. You still are making decisions based on being in your feelings. You have not forgiven that person. You have not had the ability to move on because you're hurting. Listen, you all, everybody's hurting. That's why we're here. Give it up. Get out of your feelings and strengthen your faith and your relationship in spirit with God. Understand that that's what we've been given in Christ. And that's what I came to tell you all today. And I hope and I implore with you that the message was given to you and you can take it in your lives as we prepare to stand and sing the invitation song. There's a fountain free